The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to The Art of Impeccable Soul Care, bridging ancient wisdom and modern teachings to raise your vibration and elevate your life. I'm your host, Terry Williams. Let's rise to new heights together on mindbodyspirit.fm. Hey, so wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to this week's, I don't know, episode, segment. I haven't quite worked out what that terminology is, but anyway, uh, The Art of Impeccable Soul Care. And one of the things that has become so important to me and not just sharing the ancient practices, but the reminder that beings from the other side are always present and working on our behalf and that we can communicate with them. Whether you call them spirit guides or helpers or allies, your counsel, I call them my cosmic counsel, or the angelic realm they matter and they exist. And in this earth reality, we function on money, monetary wealth. And my guest today, Corin Grillo, is, I think, uh, an angel connecting expert. And most recently, she has written a book called Angel Wealth Magic. Simple Steps to Hire the Divine and Unlock Your Miraculous Financial Flow. So let's dive in. Welcome, Corin. Ah, thank you. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me, Terry. Oh, thanks for coming back. We talked for a second. You had joined me right when the Angel Experiment was just launched. Mm-hmm. That was amazing for me because it was COVID-y and I had the opportunity to dive deeper into connecting with the divine, the angelic realm. So we're going to recap that just a teeny bit here before we dive in. I want the listeners to know how you began working with the angelic realm and why angel wealth magic. Yes. Well, I started working with the angel realm accidentally. It was nothing I was planning to do, but um, I essentially witnessed a miracle brought on by angels and became a essentially an instant believer. And from that moment, from that first miracle to now, it's essentially from my perspective been a series of miracles. Um, and uh yeah, so I yeah, I was a traditional psychotherapist. I was not particularly religious. I've always kind of, you know, dabbled in like I love spiritual things per se. I've been open to them, but I just really didn't know how potent and real angels were and how they could really support us in transitioning out of 
some pretty severe darkness, which was what I was in for the first several decades of my life, into a life that is really kind of full of um, wonder and magic and literal miracles. Uh, not to discount the fact that life still happens. It's not always all peachy. But, you know, back then, my first, my prayer, before I met the angels, my prayer, my primary prayer was, and when I'd wake up in the morning was, you know, let, let this day be my last day because I was, I suffered with deep depression and all of that yeah. stuff. And, and, uh, over the years in working with the angels that changed significantly. Yeah. Yeah. Significantly yeah. going from, um, that place of darkness to, I almost want to say hallelujah light because it yeah. must feel like that at times because you're, you know, celebrating this deep connection and you have such faith in the collaboration with them. Yes. And it's not because it's blind faith. It's because, <laughs> because miracles are real. And I myself didn't know that before I witnessed one. And then, so when I saw that one, it was like, well, if that's possible when working with spirit, working with angels, what else is possible? So yeah, that's the, that's the primary thing that I, I, you know, after I made a transition from being a licensed psychotherapist over to, you know, being an angel enthusiast and like an angel ambassador, because People need to know that that we're not alone. First of all, you don't have to necessarily be religious in order to experience the the support and love that is there for us, especially on, at a time like this on the planet where things are just so weird. It's like we need to get armed up with all the things possible, like whatever it is, like get armed up with it and learn how to hack the system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love, um, so listeners in the book, Corn talks a lot about you don't necessarily have to call it angels. It's whatever you call that communication to beings on the other side, right? The divine, your spirit allies. Like I said, I call them my cosmic council. And yet I do call them angels and I'm so thankful for their unending support and guidance. Even when I am not trusting that they're there, I know they are mm -hmm. in my heart, in mm -hmm. my soul. Yeah. It could take a while, you know, it could take a while or it really not, doesn't have to take that long. But I think a lot of folks have thrown out the baby with the bathwater, meaning they've gotten so turned off by religions that they just shut down the very notion that anything was real. And uh, I know, I know I had in a way, like I was always open to the possibility, but I didn't really know, no. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, as real as they are, what I've seen is, People from all over the world, no matter what religion they grew up with, can engage this beautiful force of, of allies. And we know, yeah. you know, angels, yeah, the, the word can, you can call it whatever you want, as long as we, in a way, open up our mind a little bit and invite them in and learn how to do that in powerful ways. Amazing things can happen. Well, yeah. And you had an extremely powerful shift when you decided, or when you, you had a shift, you had an experience that inspired you to create this work and to dive deeper. Let's talk about that a little bit. Which, for, for the, for the, for angel wealth magic, you had an, ex, a magical okay. moment, a miraculous moment yeah. that showed up and you were like, oh my God, I need to share this. I need to do something with this. Yes. Well, during COVID, it, you know, yeah. during COVID, I uh, reduced my hours uh, from working because both my kids were at home. 
And so I was like, okay, what's a good way to offset? Oh, I know. I'm going to do some angel magic and see if I can do some wealth magic, some money magic. So I went into my resources and and um, did some research on classical angels, people, uh, angels that ancient magicians have worked with for, for centuries, a thousand years, even longer. And so I looked at some of the traditional ones. I made my own connection with them and asked, you know, would you fit in? So I created my own 11 day wealth ritual. And within two weeks, and I asked for an extraordinary amount of cash. It was something that I just thought like totally impossible, but this is what I need right now in order. So I don't have to like worry about that segment of my business. And so, so I did. uh, And so, yeah, it manifested and I was so blown away. I couldn't believe it. I was talking to my husband, like, can you believe, like, we couldn't believe it. And so, and because I told him, I'm going to do some wealth magic. Hopefully it works. So I don't have to worry about that part of my business or doing that particular launch. And yeah, so after that happened, I, I decided, wow, okay, this miracle probably for me, my sense was, wasn't just for me. It was so yeah. I could, in a sense, get lit up and inspired to share even wealth magic with, with folks. Uh, Because I know a lot of spiritual folks have maybe some judgment on, on money per se. And is it too, too uh, ridiculous to ask spirit for money? And I'm here to say, no, (laughs) it's definitely not too, too ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you talk about is that it is an ancient practice and that our great ancestors from thousands and thousands of years ago, before religion was even a thing, worked in this way, whether it was to grow the fields and the crops or, you know, work with their communities in some way. It's an ancient practice. And uh, in our society, that abundance and that necessity is money. We cannot function without it. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to suffer. We can have more than we need. We can have what we desire. And we have a team to help us. Yeah, we, I mean, we do. But again, it's like, it's one of those things you'd have to try in order to prove it out, almost like an experiment, right? But yes, yes, I believe that magic and wealth magic is as old as humans are. Uh, it's just back, back in the day, we didn't have um, any preconceived, uh, there wasn't any judgment against magical practices back then. So we were yeah. freely, and all of our ancestors, no matter where we're from on the planet, knew how to work this kind of magic. We all knew how to work with benevolent forces. We all knew about ritual and the power of a ritual. And even if, wh- whether it's talking to ancestors or you know talking to mountains or talking to whatever, the world was alive back then. And the only thing that changed was our perspective. But I'm here to say the world is still alive. And the more that we kind of open our eyes to that reality and start, start getting back into that root of our own magic, the cooler and the more magical life becomes. Yeah. Well, and I love how you have the book broken down. You have it broken down into really two parts and you do a lot of, uh, explanation in part one with some specific guidance on how to prepare for these this 11-day ritual mm-hmm. and how to get yourself kind of clear of anything that you have, your blocks, you call them your wealth blocks, your belief blocks, right? Mm-hmm. And how to work with that to release it and to clear your energy and be more inviting and to get clear on maybe why you have these blocks 
going deeper and deeper and deeper. And you give great tools on that. Let's share with the listeners just a couple of the the tools, things that might be blocking us from standing in our connection to wealth and bringing that magic in. Right. Well, you know, there's a variety of things that kind of stop us from dreaming bigger uh, or believing that magic is possible for us or different things are possible. So because I am a psychotherapist and I work with a lot of people with their spiritual businesses, sometimes in helping them kind of move past the ceiling and dream differently about the work that they're doing, dream bigger about the work that they're doing. What I found over the years is that a lot of people carry similar things, whether I'm working with really successful people, even p- people who are, you know, CEO, CEOs or millionaires or, or people who are just kind of starting out. A lot of us kind of carry some of this crap from our maybe belief systems from our ancestors or from our families, or maybe we feel less than because of our, our own personal history. And so in the book, it was really important for me to add in practices to help to help this 11 day ritual that I put together stick more because if our unconscious mind is not fully on board with what we're doing things, you know, we might still sabotage ourselves. And speaking of sabotage, that's actually one of the things that I talk about is self-sabotage and what Mm -hmm. that is and where it might come from. And, uh, I also talk about the power of shame and how power the shame is like one of those things you don't think of when it comes to, maybe having your own business or growing a business or changing careers that aligns with your heart and soul or charging more for your healing practice or whatever. A lot of us carry shame and that keeps Mm -hmm. us smaller than what it keeps our game a lot smaller than what it could be. And we assume maybe it's just because I'm shy or maybe it's just, you know, maybe I don't want to do little video things because I'm shy and I, I just don't like to be seen. But really, is it that or is it unconscious shame that's still puppeting our beliefs and uh, about who we are and why we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shame. Shame can be such a killer to your energy. You know, I don't like to use that word killer, but it is. I mean, it just, shame can get in the way of so many things. And the process that you use, your listeners, you definitely have to get the book to see the process. Okay. If you're watching the video, you'll see I show a picture of the book, Angel Wealth Magic. You have to get the book in order to appreciate the work that leads up to the 11 days. And the questions that you inspire the readers and listeners to ask of themselves can really be used in other aspects of your life. And you can come back to them, even when it's around the wealth management, wealth magic, mm-hmm. that you can come back to these questions. Let's say you achieve your goal, your intention, and now you have an, another place you'd like to visit. You come back to these questions and dig deep to figure out whether it is shame or you know, where those Genetic beliefs, the DNA, the ancestral beliefs came in that are stopping you from being in this moment. Right. And yeah, just unconsciously stopping you from moving past that next 
that's that next thing. So yeah, in the book, we address some of these major demons that we have going on that block us, that are wealth. I call them wealth blockers uh, in the book. And there are specific practices. And I even give angels to help shake things up. So angels that to help rebuild confidence, to help with leadership, to help you with magnetism or feeling magnetic, to help your voice get amplified, those kinds of things. So you, it's not all just angels of, of making money it's angels of what about the skill sets and the internal skill set that you need in order to sustain wealth as well which is things like more confidence yeah yeah well there are angels in the book that i had never heard of before and i thought to myself i want to work with all of them at one time i want to just bring them into my council and have each one just have my back and be able to reach out to them. So we're going to take a break right here for just a second. And when we come back, I want to dive a little bit deeper into some of the angels that you work with in the group and I mean, in the book, and then a little bit of what to expect in the 11 day process. Okay. Great. Okay. Thanks. Sounds great. We'll be right back listeners. Hey, and welcome back, Corin. Let's jump into a little bit of part two of Angel Wealth Magic. I have to tell you a funny story. Just before the book came into my hands, I made a conscious decision on an amount that I wanted to make between now and April of 23. And I'm like, well, how am I going to do that? And then lo and behold, Angel Wealth Magic popped into my lap. Uh, Simple steps to hire the divine and unlock your miraculous financial flow. So thank you for that. (laughs) Wow. Ask and you shall receive. Yes. I know. Yeah. 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 Well, you do know. I mean, you know over and over and over again. I know. It's it's, it's mind-blowing. Seriously, it is mind-blowing, the the results that people have already had with with the book and with the process. Um, And... And yeah, I mean, it just, you know, it, it, it's it's done already some pretty cool things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that you and I were talking about is you have many different angels in here and some of them I've never heard of before and that they all are here to help with other things beyond money per se, right? That some of the emotions or the experiences that are associated with those wealth blockers. And I really did feel like I wanted to just call all of them in and say, okay, can we all just start like together as a posse and a team? But even the first one, and I like how you say, this is how you pronounce it, not necessarily that it's right or wrong, but they still come through no matter how you pronounce it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the first one was Eladia. Is that how you say it? (laughs) That's how I say it, yeah. Yeah, Eladia, spiritual and material abundance. To me, that felt like Eladia needs to be one of your foundational people that you work with before you jump into the 11 days. So you can get clear. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's going to be drawn to different ones. Like Eladia also supports with blocking negative energy, you know, negative responses, uh, especially to the work that you do. So a lot of people don't want to 
unconsciously don't want to expand their wealth because they're afraid people are going to, you know, hate on them or, or I don't know, try and take advantage of them. So that angel is really great as far Mm. as it doesn't just support your wealth, but also helps you kind of have boundaries against negative energy. So that's, that's kind of like a fun one two punch just in one angel. But if you, you know, a lot of those angels have different qualities. It's not just about wealth attraction. Mm-hmm. But the 11 day ritual itself, it's set up very specifically uh, as far as how we're kind of unwrapping the gift of making yourself even more magnetic towards good things. And when I say wealth, I don't mean just money. It, can also help you attract more resources or even have a deeper sense of connection and help you feel a lot better about your financial situation as well. So I have angels throughout the book that can help you in a way detox from old financial trauma or trauma that you're projecting into the future and mm-hmm. and help you really anchor into the present so that you can harvest a more fuller potential. I love that word detox. And I think that that's a word that Um, many people can associate with where they are, you know, that they do need a detox. And I'm not supposed to necessarily say date and time on my, on my podcast, but yet, you know, we're in December, we're coming up on a new year. What a perfect opportunity to work with the angelic realm to bring in more shifts and more magic, whether it's materialistic or spiritual. We need that right now, especially if we're moving into that new year. Yes. I mean, it, it's a great time. I mean, every time, every time of the year is a great time. To, it is a great time. To, in particular, remember that we have support. So yeah. those moments where we start feeling kind of disconnected or alone, or how are we going to get ourselves through this? Like I did with uh, during COVID and like, you know, I wanted to really be there for my kids. It's like, oh no, oh wait, I have resources. I have, I have invisible resources. I call them my invisible posse. So I have, I I have resources. Yes. But it's important for us to kind of all year round to dream big, but yeah, this time of year is a really good time for it. It just feels so more so so magical, you know, because we're yeah. and I know it's a human thing, you know, time is really a human thing, but it just feels so magical to be able to kind of finish off the year with a practice that really teaches you how to embody it and expand on that connection. Yes. And I think that that is so important when you talk about embodiment, because in this particular book, I do set up some practices so that you can actually feel and experience the shift of energy that happens when you call on these specific angels. So it's for me, I love creating personal relationships especially as I encounter new angels. So it's like, okay, what else do you do that they didn't you know, write about or that nobody knows? What else do you do? And mm-hmm. so developing your intuition over time kind of comes with the process as well. Learning how to trust your intuition, your inner guidance, and when you're in a pinch, knowing how to ask for support. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you even talk about channeling, you know, how, how to channel mm-hmm the wisdom of that connection. And so many people don't realize that that's available to them. You know, they think that they have to be some special person and yet anybody can do it. And, 
you provide such a beautiful example, an easy tool to be able to reinforce that. Yes. I mean, I think more and more people need to realize who we are as far as conduits. Like we are all channels. We're channels. We are channeling all the time. It's just many of us aren't aware of that. So these inspirations that you get or these positive thoughts or, you know, when you're in a pinch and and all of a sudden you have this great idea, where is that really coming from? And so the more that we acknowledge the fact that we are kind of bound in this relationship with the spirit world and the uh, physical world, it's like, you know, it, it, the more that we empower ourselves to gain access to deeper wisdom inside of ourselves and and uh, deeper solutions, whether it's a new marketing strategy <laughs> or yeah. you know how to work with your kids a little you know better or work with your financial situation, your business, or whatever it is that you're working on. But yeah, we all have these gifts inside of us, and I don't even consider them gifts as much as I consider them like arms and legs. They're just appendages. We're here, so we have clairvoyance. We can hear the truth. We can feel spirit. We can feel these energetic pulses of big yeses where like spirit is almost giving us a, an applause, like go forward. Yes, do that idea. But because we're so full of doubt and no one ever taught us really how to listen to the positive voice um, or, or told, told us about our ability to be able to tap into other amazing um, beings or realities and channel directly from spirit. You know, so part of my work is actually training people and in intuition and things like that, because I'm so passionate about about that, because without my own and without learning how to trust some of my own guidance, how else are we going to break our own ceilings or shatter, shatter the glass ceilings um, in our lives if we don't learn how to trust that awesome voice in there instead of always listening to the tyrannical one? Yeah. Yes. And then we can really Im- embody it like you you know like we were saying then you can embody it mm-hmm. and you become that you know walking talking trusting person just like you're seeing out of your eyes and you know the sense of your nose it's just a natural part of who you really are so with the 11 day rituals Let's give the listeners a little bit of an idea of what to expect. So each day they're going to be connecting with an angel or a couple of angels, and then they'll have specific guidance during each ritual. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when we say ritual, it's really simple. Essentially, it's uh, sitting down in like a five or 10 minute meditation. In the book, I also give you the opportunity to download the actual audios. So if you're more, uh, if you want to actually listen in, then I guide you through those processes. Or you can just, you know, I have them also written in the book, you can do them yourselves. But it really is just about going inward and inviting them in and, you know, asking for the shift that we're asking you to ask for on each specific day. And each day is different and addresses a different a different uh, slice of the wealth pie, if you will. Yeah. And gives you an opportunity to dive even deeper and become closely, more closely connected to your intention. And you're really clear about that. You are very clear about the invocation of the intention that you want, mm-hmm. you know, that you want to create in your life, which I thought was beautiful that you actually give the the verbiage for it. And I love that you have the audios available because it's kind of hard sometimes to read and then do. And it's so much nicer to be able to listen. I really, really appreciated that aspect of it. 
Okay, let's wrap this up with you 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 are specific with there's angels and there's archangels, right? Mm-hmm. Overall, what are the angels and what do they mean to you? Okay, so the angels are in a simple word messengers. That's what they're classically known as. Messengers come in a variety of different shapes and sizes. So I could I could write a book about animals and say that they're also messengers, right? They're also angels uh, yeah. or, or, you know, the, the ancestors or things like that. So angels for me are in a way, some of the secret keys to living a thriving life that feels connected to your heart and feels connected to, to life itself. And from that, overly abundant ability for us to deepen into ourselves. And when I say ourselves, I mean our most essential self, like our inside Mm -hmm. of our heart. They can help us activate our mission and then live from a deep place of trust and honor. But fundamentally, angels are there to show us how we're not alone and we've never been alone. And whatever it is that we want, we get to ask for support from our invisible family. So I guess angels are family to me today. (laughs) Oh, I love that. If you could give the listeners one thought to take out into the day to begin to connect besides buying your book, of course, right? Angel Wealth Magic. No, if you could leave the listeners with one thought that they can take into the day to begin that connection, one tool, what would that be? Mm. The the phrase, and I have this one phrase in there, but the first phrase I'm hearing for your audience is that, is for them to know that magic is your birthright and that mm. it's natural. And the more that you um, allow this reality to to be real for you, the more that your eyes and your life will experience it. So they're asking you to ask spirit, to ask your angels, to show you magic, to show you real magic and to show you what's possible with magic. But they're also asking you to slow down and to really look and perceive what's happening in your life. All of those synchronicities or any moments of epiphany or lightness, they're saying even in hearing our talk today, you might feel more peace or might, might so a, a little more peace or a little more comfort. They're saying that that's the influence of angels. So they're saying, you know, notice the small things. And then the more that you notice those, slow down and notice the small levels of support that you're receiving, the more that you can open up even more towards the big ones, the big miracles. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Okay, so if you were standing in front of me, I would want to give you a great big angel hug. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for being here with me, Corin. Listeners, again, this is a conversation with Corin Grillo. You can find all of her information here on the Art of Impeccable Soul Care page, as well as visiting corngrillo.com, C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O. Dot com. She has Facebook and Instagram. You can find her on social media. And she really does have some amazing resources. They have helped me tremendously over the past few years. I'm really appreciative of that. So oh, thank you, Corinne. Oh, thank you, Terry. I'll see you soon. Yes. Thank you for having me on. 
Hey, this is your host, Terry Williams. Thanks for tuning in to The Art of Impeccable Soul Care, bridging ancient wisdom and modern teachings to raise your vibration and elevate your life. For more information or to work with me, visit soulpractices.com and subscribe to my tribe. You'll be the first to hear about upcoming guests and workshops, free resources, and so much more. Until next time, thanks again. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.